0: This is KBUT. The Ute Mountain Ute Tribe operates a large farm and ranch on its lands in southwest Colorado. It grows crops like alfalfa and artisan corn and raises over 600 head of cattle. The tribe went through a complex settlement process to obtain the water rights to operate this enterprise. But just because they have the farm and rights to the water doesn't mean they can use as much as they want. Austin Cope with KSJD in Cortez and Western Slope Resources Reporting has this story.
1: Here in southwestern Colorado, the weather has been very dry. It's been even drier than normal for the high desert. Snowfall was at a fraction of average amounts over the winter, and as of early May, the region is in exceptional drought status. That's the highest on the U.S. Drought Information System's scale. On the Ute Mountain Ute Tribe Farm and Ranch, where over 7,000 acres of crops are grown, it's also very dry. As part of the terms of a settlement from the 1980s, the tribe is entitled to a certain share of water from the nearby McPhee Reservoir to run this farm. But when there's a dry winter, that reservoir doesn't fill. Are you nervous about this summer? Yes, we are nervous. That's Vaughn Cook. He's the interim general manager at the Ute Mountain Ute Farm and Ranch Enterprise. I spoke to him in March.
2: Uh, not only for this summer, but the following year.
1: Except for startup funds from the tribe's settlement in the 80s, the Ute farm doesn't receive any more funding or resources from the government than other farmers in the region.
2: We are allotted so many acre-feet of water a year, but when there's a shortage like other years has happened, we are, we are cut the same way.
1: This year, farmers and irrigators in the region already have to cut back their usage by about 20 percent. If next winter also doesn't get much precipitation, it'll be a lot worse. That means the farm has to manage its operations carefully and keep a close eye on the amount of water and resources it uses. It uses high-tech systems to do that. On a windy day in April, I took a trip around the farm with Ute Mountain Ute tribal member and the farm's hay manager, Eric White. One of our stops was to look at the farm's irrigation system. It's designed to be as efficient as possible. He showed me one of the farm's 110 center pivot sprinklers. Each includes hundreds of tiny water nozzles hung down from hoses suspended from gently arched metal pipes. Those pipes are attached to large frames with wheels. The whole apparatus turns slowly in a giant circle anchored at the middle of the field.
0: The water that we are applying right now is probably about an inch, one inch per acre. So that's why it's not moving as fast.
1: Eric showed me how a small spinning blade inside the sprinkler head can control how much water comes out.
0: The angle in there is what gives it the, the, the size of the water droplet and how that changes or what they have they can go from a zero to a little bit more aggressive
1: where it's throwing quite a bit more out but a bigger droplet. It's almost like what you would have on a lawn sprinkler, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can The difference is that these sprinklers can be controlled remotely with an app on a smartphone or from a computer program in the office. That decides how fast to move the sprinkler pivots, how long to run the water and what size droplets to create. It controls and measures precisely how much water is being put on each of the farm's fields. This whole system is much more technologically advanced than most of the other farms in the region. Elsewhere on the farm, Eric showed me how they use a style of cultivation called strip tilling. It cuts narrow strips instead of wide furrows into the ground. That way they can channel water and fertilizer as close to the plant as possible. It's also easier for the planter to get through the ground so it saves fuel and energy. The farmer has a lot of these practices to conserve its resources.
0: We make our best guess, best estimates, and we use all the all the inputs that we do have, whether it's soil sampling, fertilizer cost, fuel, seed cost, everything comes into account.
1: But despite all the measures they take, Eric said it's still not easy to make ends meet.
0: Most farmers or a lot of them have said, you know, in good years you, you um, buy iron. And whether an iron, it's implements tractors or pivots or side rolls. In in bad years, what do you do? You just kind of, hopefully, you break even, you know. And if sometimes that may not be the case, also. So, Mother Nature and the markets really—it's kind of a, like you would say, a farmer's way of gambling. And granted, the tribe has other avenues for gambling, but.
1: (laughs) And like many other farmers and ranchers in the region, both Eric White and Von Cook say the main thing to do is just to pray for rain. Von Cook.
2: Water is gold. Water in this area, if you don't have the water, you don't have anything. And it's in—it's basically, you think maybe it's not limited, but it is in limited supply. And so we gotta make the best use out of the water, the resource that we have.
1: For Western Slope Resources Reporting, I'm Austin Cope. This story is part of Western Slope Resources Reporting, A collaboration between KSJD and four other radio stations in rural Colorado. Made possible with support from the Gates Family Foundation.